Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. This is Arthur Burley Martin. I dropped in today because you know, you know, you already know that I got to know. What is it? Why did God tell us that vengeance was the Lord? And he said he would repay. He tell us not to repay. Why did God tell us not to repay evil for evil? You know what? We're getting ready to deal with this inner issue. We're coming up one moment But first, we're going to pray. Father, we just thank you for being in the middle of us, in the midst of us, for amongst us. Father God, you said we're two or three. There you are. So we come before you boldly, Father, in confidence, hungering and thirsting after righteousness. We want your will. We want your way, Father God, again this day, today. And we say, let your will be done in our lives. You guys, we're getting ready to jump in. I'm... I'm just dropping in for a second, for a minute, for a moment. Holy Spirit, let our heart be good ground. We yield our will to you, our way to you, our wants to you, our desires to you. So I'm just going to jump in real quick, and we're going to talk about it just for a moment, about vengeance. How the Lord said vengeance was his and that he would repay. The one thing about vengeance is in order to get even, you have to become just as evil. (laughs) And so the Lord is saying, I don't want you to become evil. Let me take care of this. Let me, I created them. I made them. I know what it will take for them. Let me take vengeance. This is what I need for you to do. I need for you to allow love, my love that's in you, to overcome the evil that's within them. How many of you know the word of God says, do not become over, don't don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Because love casts out good cast out evil love love overcomes evil how many of you know that love overcomes evil love overcomes evil we know that god is love and the devil is evil right so love overcomes evil so when every time we're doing what god asks us to do we're walking in love towards him because jesus said if you love me then obey me how about that so every time we're walking in obedience to god We're expressing our love to God and we're expressing our love for God. That's how you you, uh, walk in love, by being obedient to God. If you love me, then obey me. Isn't that what he said? He said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? How how many of you, I want to drop this on you real quick. You said, well, bro, that's not easy turning the other cheek. Well, that's so, because our flesh... Is opposite to who God is. Our flesh is opposite to good because our flesh, the Bible tells us that our flesh is enmity towards God. It's it's an enemy of God. In other words, our flesh is opposite to good. Our flesh wants to do opposite to what God is telling us to do. Isn't that like a rebellious child? The parent tell them to do one thing and the child end up doing the opposite. Well, that's how our flesh is. Our flesh is like a rebellious child and it wants to do what it wants to do. Hey, but I have a solution because how many of you know for every problem, God really does have a promise. So how do we overcome, walk in love and overcome evil with good even when we don't feel like it? Well, I'm going to tell you, like I always say, relationship, relationship, relationship. 
our obedience to God comes out of our love for God. And our love for God comes out of having a relationship with God. And like I always say, relationship, relationship, relationship. So let's spend some time delighting ourselves in the Lord, uh, praising, worshiping, reading, and prayer. Let's spend some time, just sit up and talk to him. Whatever concerns you, it concerns him. Remember he tells us in 1 Peter, cast your cares upon the Lord because he really, he cares for us. If it concerns you, it concerns him. So the Lord said, I need you to cast that care upon me. Because if you don't cast it, you're going to carry it. And anything that we're carrying is going to become a weight. So if you're feeling heavy, if you're feeling weighted down, God says, guess what? Give it to me. I didn't, I didn't equip you to be able to carry it. That's why I told you to cast it. So if we're not casting it, guess what we're doing? We're carrying it. So cast your cares upon the Lord. You say, how do you cast your cares? Through prayer. <laughs> when we pray about it, he said, be, be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer or supplication with thanksgiving, just let your request be made known unto God. And then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guess what he said it will do? It will cover your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So be anxious for nothing. But in everything through prayer or supplication with thanksgiving. In other words, don't get anxious about it. Don't be, you know, being your cares, cares turns into worries and it turns into anxieties and it turns into fears, right? The Lord said, I don't want you to be anxious about nothing. But in everything through prayer and supplication, he said, just let your, come tell me what it is that you want. Make your request known. Isn't that what we do when we're concerned about something? We will go to our parents and, and say, is there anything to eat? That was a care. You was hungry, right? The Lord is saying, hey, you're the child. I'm the father. I'm your Abba father. I'm your daddy God. And when you need something, I don't want you feeling like you can't come to me and ask me for it. Or you can't come to me and tell me about it. Because I, we have not a high priest who's not touched by the feelings of our infirmity. How many of you know that Christ came to undo everything that the devil came, came to do? For this purpose was the Son of God manifest to destroy the works of the devil. And God proved his love for us that yet while we were still sinners, he sent his only begotten Son, Jesus, to die for us. Right? So I'm, I'm, I said all that because I want you to be convinced of God's love for you. Because when we're convinced of God's love for us, we will have confidence in what he say. We'll have confidence in who he is. And guess what? Perfect love casts out fear. So when we grow confidence in God's love for us, fear will have no place in us. And that's when we'll be able to approach the throne boldly in faith, knowing that my father is in no wise going to cast me out. I'm going to come to him with a petition. I'm going to petition him. And I'm going to say to my father, Daddy God, Father, I'm my Abba Father. Here's what it is. I'm concerned about my child. But you said, if I believe in Acts 16, 31, not only shall I be saved, but my entire household shall be saved. Father God, I'm concerned about my that spouse. But you said in Corinthians that an unbelieving husband is set apart by the faith of the, of the believing spouse. And you said that an unbelieving spouse could be one without a word by my quite meek spirit. So, Father, I ask you to give me wisdom and to show me how. You said a soft answer will turn away wrath. See, the word of God works. We just got to work the word. We got to do 
what it say. Remember what I kept saying when you when you read the word, find the verb. Because the verb in the word, that's it's going to tell you what to do. Find the action verb when you read the word. <laughs> Remember because faith without works is dead, right? So when we hear the word, we got to find the verb so we can know how to do what we know. Do you know how to do what you know? You know I got to ask that. I always got to ask that. If there's no condemnation, because what we do is we go before the Lord and say, Lord, give me wisdom and show me how to do what I know. I need to know how to do what I know. Because otherwise, all I do, all I have is knowledge. Knowledge puff up. How many of you know that knowledge puff up? But love builds up. Isn't that what the words say? Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. And perfect love casts out fear. We know this, right? Because the word of God tells us so. This is how we know it, because the word tells us. So remember, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And doing so also, when you bless those that curse you, it's so important to bless those that curse you because what's happening is when people are trying to curse what God has already blessed, all they're really doing is bringing that curse back on themselves because the truth of the matter is you can't curse what God has blessed. <laughs> you can't curse what God has blessed. Remember when Pharaoh told uh, Moses all of the firstborn Egyptian boys were going to die? Remember what Moses said to him? He said, what have you done to yourself? Hmm. Why did Moses ask Pharaoh that when he spoke that curse, why did he say to him, what have you done to yourself? Why? Because Moses understood the principle. Moses understood that they were God chosen people and that you cannot curse what God has blessed. And so sure enough, he said, what is this you've done to yourself? And so instead of all the firstborn of the Egyptians dying, all the, um, the Israelites dying, all the firstborn sons of the Egyptians died. He spoke that curse and it went in reverse. This is why we say no weapon formed against us will prosper and every tongue that rises against us in judgment shall be condemned for this is the heritage of the saints, right? So we want to cover, how many of you know that God loves people? And I, and you know what, I'm, I'm sorry to have to tell you this. I got some news for you. That you know how you feel in unforgiveness and bitterness against that other person, against your spouse, your friends or coworker, boss or whoever. God don't feel that way about them. Oops, yep, he don't. God don't. Do you know he hates sin, but God loves people? And this is how we know that when we have the love of God in us, is when we can love people too. Because he said, how can you say you love a God who you cannot see if you can't love your brother or sister who you can see? It's so important that we keep our love walk. It's so important that we keep our love walk in, uh, in, in order because without love, our faith is not going to work. And without love, it's a, it's a open, unforgiveness is an open door to the enemy. So God said, you know what? I love people. Remember John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So God said, look here, I love people. And I need you to love people because when we love people like God loved people, that's when they can see Jesus. That's when they can see the love of God in us. It's through our lifestyle. Remember he said, let your light show so shine. Our light is our lifestyle. Okay. So we live Christ like people will see the God in us and be drawn to him. How many of you know it's the goodness? The Bible tells us it's the goodness of God that draws people to repentance. 
it's the goodness of God that draws people. So when you're good to people, it will draw them to God. <laughs> Not your own goodness, but I'm talking about the love of God. I'm talking about the unconditional love of God. I'm talking about giving, um, if you if you get sow so grace, you'll reap grace. If you sow mercy, you're going to reap mercy. Have mercy on imperfect people like yourself. And one thing I like to tell people when they're having a problem with unforgiveness is that if you can't forgive them for what they said or did to you, can you at least forgive them for being imperfect just like you? Hey, how many of you know the imperfect people going to do and say some imperfect things? We should know this because we're imperfect, right? And the same way we want God to forgive us, and the same way we want the grace and mercy of God to cover us, that's the same way we got to feel about his people. Also, we have to understand, we always have to remember the fight. Ephesians 6 and 12 tells us that we're wrestled not against flesh and blood human beings, right? But against flesh and blood, I mean, against principalities, powers, and rulers of the darkness. So always understand the fight. When you enter into the, 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 the little dance that the devil likes to have us in, they do one thing to you, you do another thing back to them. No, no, no. In order to get even, I want you to remember this. In order to get even, you have to become just as evil. And at the beginning of the day, you don't feel better, you feel worse. You know why? Because God did not tell you to do that. So let, let, me, let me put it to you like this. The Bible, Colossians tells us that whatever we do in word or deed for us to do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ. So when you feel yourself not wanting to do something, just say to, just say to the Lord, Lord, I'll do. Because really when he says as unto the Lord, what he's saying is, would you do it for me? Lord, I don't feel like forgiving. Lord, they was really mean to me. But you said, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with, with love, with good. And Lord, even, even though my flesh don't feel like it, it doesn't have anything to do with my flesh because I'm not living by what my flesh want, Lord. I'm living by what you want. After all, you've done everything for me. How can I ever repay a God who's been so good? Have, have someone just ever reaped so much goodness and kindness? Say your parents. And you know, it, it's like, it doesn't matter how much you do for them. It's just on the inside, it just feels like it's just never enough because, or somebody just did something so awesome for you that maybe they saved your life. Maybe they stood in front of you and took a bullet for you. I don't know what it is. But anyways, it caused you to be so grateful to this person that it, it's like in your mind, it's like, I can never do enough. How can I repay them? How can, how can we repay the Lord? But how can we repay him? We can't. So whenever he asks me to do something, whenever he asks me to do something, that's my chance to show my love to him. God already proved his love to us when, he, when Jesus came and died on the cross for us. Jesus proved his love for us when he died for us. God proved, He said this is how he proved his love. That even when we were yet sinners in John, he says that Christ died for the ungodly. In other words, it didn't have anything to do with us. It wasn't about our righteousness. It wasn't about how good we was. It, was, it had nothing to do with us because when we were yet sinners, when, when we didn't even acknowledge him, he still acknowledged us. When we ignored him, he still paid attention to us. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're so worthy to be praised. 
And I don't know about you, but I have a grateful heart. I'm, a thankful heart is a grateful heart. So in everything, the Bible tells us to give thanks. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks and give praise. Because a thankful heart, a grateful heart is a thankful heart. A grateful heart is a thankful heart. So when, when you're uh, faced with this test, because we all are, because how many of you know that offenses are going to come? It's inevitable. It's going to, because imperfect people like ourselves is going to do some imperfect things. But when the offense come, I want you to remember that you don't have to take it on. Just because the offense comes does not mean we have to take it on. So what's your alternative? What's the solution? How can I do what you say, Lord? I want to do what you say. Just like I said. What did he say? Will you do it for me? It has nothing to do with what you feel. But will you love them because I said so? Will you do it for me? Would you forgive them? Jesus said, Father, would you forgive them? Because whatever we do in word or in deed, I, I, I want to leave you. I want to mark your mind with this. Colossians says, whatever we do in word or deed, do it as unto. Do it as unto the Lord. So the next time when you're faced with a test and you're, we're tempted to want to be vengeful or we're tempted to not want to forgive, don't base it on what they did because God didn't base his love for us on what we did. His love for us had nothing to do with our behavior. His love is who he is. It came out of, it's his character. God is love. It's not that just God love, but God is love. That's who he is. He can't help but to love us. Not to love, he would have to deny himself because love is who God is. So God is saying, if you, uh, if who he, whoever does not have love does not know God, right? But the Bible says, but if we love, then we know God. If, if we love, then we abide in God and God abides in us. That's in John. Read the book of John. But when we abide in love, then we abide in God and God abides in us. It's so important to walk in love. Do it unto the Lord. When you're tempted not to forgive, remember Colossians where he says, Whatever we do in word or deed, do it as unto the Lord. Lord, I'm going to do it for you. I don't feel like it, but I'm going to do it because you said so. How about that? How, how many of us, um, we were kind of obedient, you know, obedient to our parents. If our parents said not to go out, get to be in before the street lights come on, you know, whatever their rules were. When we was obedient to their rules, you know, we were showing them not only did we respect them, but we loved them. How many of you know that love is respect? And when we, you know, let me stop here real quick. I'm just going to throw this in here real quick. The Bible says for the husband to love his wife like Christ loved the church. But he tells the wife to respect her husband. Why? Because a husband equates love with respect. <laughs> the man needs to show the woman his love. But when the woman is respecting the man, that's how he equates love with respect. And that's what it is. When we reverence the Lord, those who fear the Lord, which means reverence and respect, when we fear him, when we have respect for him, 
He said, I'll make my covenant known to you. I'll let you in on some inside secrets. But listen to this. We got to quit looking at people as being the problem and seeing the devil as the source. Because he's behind the scenes instigating the whole entire thing. Ephesians 6 and 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The next time, you know what? God, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And I came that you might have life and life more abundantly. But he said, but it's the thief. John 10 and 10. Read it. He said, but it's, but the thief, he cometh not, but the steal. He wants to steal the word. He wants to steal our faith. Um, he cometh not, but the steal, kill, and destroy. If he can steal the word, he can kill our faith. If he can kill our faith, he can destroy whatever it is we're believing for. He can destroy us. Because a hopeless person is a dangerous person. And faith is the substance of things hoped for, right? So when you feel yourself feeling hopeless, that's because you're faithless. Hold on, wait a minute. There is no condemnation because see, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what that means is when you feel like, when you're feeling hopeless concerning your marriage or you're feeling hopeless concerning your lost child being saved or you're feeling hopeless, whatever, whatever, just feeling hopeless, know that what you got to do is hear the word because faith comes but by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when we're feeling hopeless, that's because we're faithless. But that's a, we can fix that. Find out what the word of God has to say about that situation that's, that you're feeling hopeless. If you're feeling hopeless concerning your marriage, find out what the word of God says about marriage. If you're feeling hopeless concerning your finances, find out how God said he will supply your every need. How he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. How many of you know that the provisions of God are in the will of God? And when we get in the will of God, we won't have to chase after the money. We need, we'll be chasing after the mission. Because, <laughs> you know, we, we need to be purpose-driven, not money-driven. Right? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Jesus said in Matthew. And all these other things will be added unto you. I clothe the lily of the field and I feed the birds of the air. Don't you know you're more important to that? God knows that we have need of shelter. He knows we have need of food. He knows we have need of clothing. Guess what? You might not have all that you want, but you got all that you need. So in everything, let's just give God thanks and give God praise. Because a grateful heart is a thankful heart. And when we're not thankful, we're telling God, I'm not, I'm not satisfied with you. I'm not satisfied with what you do. Father, forgive us, for we did not know. But when you don't feel like doing something, just do it for the Lord. Because he said, I need in everything, in everything, whatsoever we do, in word, that means the words coming out of our mouth, or in deeds, that means in our actions. We need to do it as if God is watching. We need to do it as unto. In other words, God, I'm going to do it for you. It has nothing to do with what I feel, but because I love you. Because remember, that's how we express our love to God, by our obedience to God. Jesus said, if you love me, obey me. See how the word interprets itself? The word of God will interpret itself. <laughs> that's how you know it's not man-made. The word of God will interpret itself. There's no private interpretation. So Jesus said, if you love me, 
obey me. So the way I measure my love for God is by my obedience to God. There's no condemnation because that's a process. Remember, relationship, relationship, relationship. How many of you know, even in the natural, the more time you spend with someone in the natural, you know, you grow closer to them. Same way, spiritually speaking, talk to him, walk with him, fellowship with him, sing to him. You know, acknowledge God. Lean not, uh, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge God. And he has promised to direct our path, right? He said, depart from evil and don't be wise in your own eyes. Quit trying to figure out stuff. How many of you know that God don't want us trying to figure out stuff? That he has the answers and he wants us to come to him for the answers. Uh, lean not to your own understanding. Quit trying to figure it out. It ain't going to make sense to you because the word of God is spiritually discerned. The carnal mind can't understand it. Quit trying to figure out how God going to do it. He'll use a total stranger. So quit trying to figure that out. That's not your part. Our part is to just believe what he said and then act on what he said. When God gives you a word, find the verb. If you believe, not only shall you be saved, but you and your household shall be saved also. Acts 16, 31. What does that mean? So what is my part? When you get a word, find the verb. I've been standing on that word ever since I became a believer. Okay, so that's the word, Acts 16, 31. So what is my part? My part in that scripture is to believe. He said, if you believe, not only shall you be saved, but your household shall be saved. So that's the word. And the verb is for me to believe. My part is to believe because people can't change other people. And how many of you know that we're the main subject of our own life story? It's me, Lord. Here I am, Father. Because when my actions and reactions are not like yours, it's, it's my problem. I, you know, I'm responsible for doing what God say, regardless whether my husband does, my kids does, my co-worker, whoever. I am responsible for doing what God has asked me to do. How many of you know that we're responsible we can't use other people's behaviors and other, because when we allow other people's actions and reactions to control our actions and reactions, I don't know about you, but that's too much power. And when we blame other people for what we do, that's a statement of weakness, because what, what you're saying is they have power and control over you. These are principles that the Lord taught me. It's a very weak statement, because I don't know about you, but that's too much power. So what I say uh, when I mess up or miss it, I say, hold on, I did that because I chose to. I won't dare tell somebody they made me. That's too much power. You know, God gave us choice. Life is choices. And we get to choose. All day, every day, every second, every minute, every moment. Am I going to do what God say? Or am I going to try to get vengeance and do what my flesh wants? Because getting vengeance, I have to become just as evil. You have to come evil to get vengeance because you're not going to feel vengeance is a work. You know, you're not going to feel justified by that evil behavior unless you do to them what they did to you. But God never said that. That's what vengeance is doing unto others as they have done unto you. But the word doesn't say to do that. He said, treat people, how, do unto them as you would have them to do unto you. In other words, treat them the way you want to be treated and don't treat them how they treat you. You say that's hard. That's a hard word. Hold on, wait a minute. This is why I'm telling us we got to put Christ in it. As unto the Lord, whatever we do in word or deed, we have to do it as unto the Lord. Lord, I'll do it because you said so. 
It has nothing to do with what I feel. Jesus did it because his father said so. He let them beat him. He let them with a canine tail. He let them pierce him in his side. He was even in the garden of Gethsemane praying and saying he he was sweating uh, drops of blood. He didn't want to do it. He said, Father, if there be any other way, let this cup pass from me. His flesh, he didn't want to do it. He knew the story. He knew the pain. He knew exactly what was going to happen to him. But then he came back and said, Father, nevertheless, not my will. It's not what I want, Father. Not, not, not what I want, but let your will be done. And you know what? That's how we do. Hebrews said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. And the life I'm now living, I'm living by faith in the Son of God. I'm living by faith in what Christ has already done because he said it was finished, meaning it's already done. So we're crucified with Christ. And the same way Christ said to his father, Father, I don't want to do this. I don't want I don't want to have to go to the cross. I don't want them to have to pierce my side. I don't want them to beat me with the cat of nine tail. I don't want them to have to spit on me. I don't want them to have to you know, just mar my body. I don't, I don't want to have to do all that, but her father, nevertheless, not my will, Lord, but let your will be done. He endured the cross, knowing in advance everything that he was going to have to he was a man, y'all. He felt it. He felt that canine tail when they whipped him with it and it pulled the skin off his back. He felt it when they pierced his side with that sparrow, with that uh, arrow. He's, he felt it. He felt it when they put those thorns on his head as a crown. He felt it. He felt it. A man did it, so a man had to come to undo it. It was by one man's disobedience, the Bible says, that we was all made sinners. And it was by one man's obedience, Jesus. It was by one man's disobedience, Adam, that we were all made sinners. But it was by one man's obedience, Jesus, that we was all made righteous. So a man did it, and so a man had to come and undo it. They ate from a tree, so Jesus had to die on the tree. Oh, Lord, I'll do it for you. It doesn't matter what I feel like. It didn't matter what he felt like. Because at the end of the day, in the beginning of the day, he still went on ahead and did it. Knowing that we were going to deny him. Knowing that for 24 years, I wasn't going to acknowledge him. But he still went on and did it. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that he waited for me. He said, Father, Jesus prayed. He said, Father, I know those that are mine. And the evil one won't be able to snatch them from my hand. He won't be able to pluck them from my hand and some of us ran from the, from the Lord. We thought we was running from him, but God is everywhere. Trying to run from God is like trying to run from the sky. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. I'm so glad he is. I'm so glad he is. I'm so glad he's everywhere at the same time. This is how he's a present help in our time of trouble because he's already in the trouble before we get in trouble. 
He's our Alpha, Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Oh my God, he, he goes before me. He's already there before I get there. He's still the fourth man in the fire. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when he, they threw him in the fire, Jesus was already in there. It's like, there's a fourth man in the fire. And he's in us. We even have a better covenant than they did because now as a believer, Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, you must be born again. And Nicodemus said, how is that? How can a man enter into his mother's womb twice? Jesus said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit. He was talking about accepting the spirit of God. Confessing with our mouth, believing in our heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe you died and you rose. And now his spirit comes and lives on the inside of us. And he tells us in Corinthians, he said, don't you know? 1 Corinthians 6. I thought you knew, don't you know? That your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit when we accept Jesus Christ and his spirit comes and lives on the inside of us. Don't you know? So, Lord, I'll do it for you. I'll I'll let good overcome evil. And I'll give a soft word instead of an angry word. A soft word turns away wrath. I believe it's Proverbs 16. I'm not sure. It says a soft answer will turn away wrath. So, my part in that scripture. Remember, when you get a word, find the verb. My part in that scripture is to give the soft answer. And God's part is to cause the wrath to turn away. See, the, a lot of times we're not seeing the manifestations of the promises as believers is because we're not doing our part. Remember when you find a, a word, when God gives you a word, find the word. When God gives you a word, find the verb. What's your part? But Lord, they're being mean to me. That's okay. I got this. Vengeance is mine. I don't want you trying to fix it. I got this. I told you to let love. Don't let. Don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I got this. I got this. I need you to do what I told you to do. I got this. Because when we do what God say do, it releases the power. This is why I tell people, I say, the, 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 um, the power is in the submission and not in the competition. It's not about who got the last word because we want God to have the last word. Because when we do what God say do, that's when we submit ourselves to him. And every time we submit ourselves to him, like a child does to a parent, you know, your parent, mom said you can't go outside. Well, how, when, we did, when we listened to them, we came up in submission to them, right? And that's how God is saying, every time you listen to me, you come in submission to me. And every time you listen to me, you're loving on me. Because if you love me, you'll obey me. And I don't know about you, but I love the Lord. I love him because he first loved me. Because I didn't know, we didn't know God to love God. But I love him. And the way I prove my love to him. The way we prove our love to God is by our obedience to God. Lord, it doesn't matter. I don't want to be stuck in my way because being stuck in my way keeps me from doing things your way. 
Lord, not our will, but let your will be done in our lives again today, this day. Not what I want. I'm going to end it with this because I want to. I want to leave this on your mind. and I want to challenge you today. So let's do things God's way. When, when, when a test come or evil come or temptation come. Because every time we do what other people do, that's vengeance. And then what happens is we become like them. Quit letting how other people are to, to change who you are. If you're a good person, if you know God's goodness is in you, then let them see it because they need to see, see the goodness in you. And the way we teach people is not so much in what we say, but a lot of times the way we teach people is in how we treat them. And we're to treat people opposite to how they treat us. That's how we forgive. Excuse me. We tell people all the time, you need to forgive, you need to forgive, but we don't tell them how to forgive. What Jesus tells us, he says, bless those that curse you. Pray for those that despitefully accuse you. He tells us to feed our enemies. What is he teaching us? He's teaching us how to do good, how to let our good, don't be overcome by evil, but letting our good overcome evil. God is good. So the way we forgive people is by treating them opposite to how they treat us. And in that, they will see the goodness of God and be drawn to him. The devil expects for you to act like him. But when we do what God say do, that's when people is able to see the God in us. That's when we are allowing our light to shine. We, our lifestyle is our light. So it has nothing to do with you. Would you, if God is your father, if he's your Abba Father, the same way you was obedient to those that was obedient, the same way we, we was obedient to our parents when we were children, is the same way we need to be obedient, and even more so to our Heavenly Father, because he's the one who's cre- he's the one that created us. Lord, how can I repay you? I can't repay you, but Lord, how can I show my love to you by being obedient to you? When we find the word, when God gives us a word, look for the verb. From now, when you're reading the Bible, look for the verb, because that's what our part is. And if we don't do our part, our faith is just going to be dead and dormant. And the promise is not going to manifest. And a lot of times we know Bible verses, but we don't know how to do them. But this is why biblical principles for inner healing. You see, we have to know how to apply the word of God to our lives in order to see the promise of God manifested. So God, when we do what we're supposed to do, then it it, it releases the power of God so he, it can do what it, because it's already designed to do what it do. See, this car is already designed to start when I push the button. It's, it's designed to do that. But I have to do my part first which is push the button before I will receive the manifestation of what it will do. The word of God is set in stone. Okay, Jesus said it's finished. Okay, my part, our part is to believe that it's already done and to act on what it is that we say we believe. When God gives you a word, find the verb. By Jesus stripes, I'm already healed. That's what he says, right? First Peter, is it 224, 524? Excuse me. By Jesus stripes, we're already healed, right? So what's my part in that? To believe that I'm already healed. Believe it. 
believe that you receive when you pray and you shall have it. But not just, uh, when you find a word, look for the verb because the verb is going to tell us what to do. When you find the word, look for the verb. And that's how we add works to our faith because a lot of people don't know how to add works to their faith. I'm getting ready to end it here. But I just want you to know that every time we act opposite to who God is, we we exercise vengeance. And when we exercise vengeance, then we're, we're operating in a position of rebellion and disobedience because God told us not to do that. He said, I'll fend for you. You don't have to fend for yourself. I used to tell my kids when they was at school, I said, look, I don't want you arguing and disrespecting grown people, so... If, if something happens at school, if your teacher, you know, if something is off, but I promise you, you better be right. Let's come tell me. Don't talk back to them. Come tell me. And I will deal with them because they are an adult and I'll deal with them. Adult to adult. I don't want you disrespecting them. What was I telling them? I will get vengeance for you. I don't want you trying to get it for yourself. I will get it for you. You don't have to get it for yourself. God is saying, I will get it for you. I just need for you to be good. And I need for you to be kind. Because a good overcomes evil. I will get it for you. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And I shall repay. Because when we do evil for evil, everybody is evil. And only somebody that's overcoming in that situation is the devil. Don't be overcome by evil. But overcome evil with good. I'm just going to sit here for a minute. So we can meditate on that. That whenever we practice vengeance, we become the very thing that we said was wrong. And two wrongs will never equal to what's right. Don't allow how they are to change who you are. Because when we do that, we give place to the devil in our lives. And when we do that, we allow the devil to bring us out of peace. God said, when you keep your mind stayed on me, I'll keep you in perfect peace. I'm telling you, the word of God works because I have to practice. I've had to practice these principles. And I'm telling you that God's word works. We just have to work the word. We have to find the verb so we can work the word. Faith without works is dead. So when your test comes, because the test is coming, because offenses are going to come. But don't be overcome off by offense. Know this and understand this, that the Bible tells us it's out of the abundance of a man's own heart that his mouth is speaking. Proverbs 4.23 tells us, guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of your life or Uh, NLT says, guard your heart for out of it flows everything that you do. Excuse me. In other words, the issues that are in my life is coming from what's inside. And And even though the enemy might be using me to direct it at you, it's not really about you. It's what's inside of me because it's out of the abundance of my own heart that my mouth is speaking. So I like to say, if you want to know what's in your heart, listen to what's coming out your mouth. It's nothing personal. Really what they're showing you is how miserable they are by the miserable things that they're saying and doing. So take that, listen to what they're saying and, 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 uh, and um, 
do the opposite. Pray for them. Stand in the gap for them. They're telling you when they're saying you're ugly, when they're saying you're this and you're that. Really what they're saying is, I'm frustrated. I'm confused. I feel bad about myself. So take what they're saying instead of going back at them because it's not about you. It's about what's in them. And pray for that person. Lord, help them to feel safe. Lord, help them to feel secure. Lord, if there's something that I can do to help them to feel this way, please, Father, show me how. Because you told me I can ask you for wisdom and you would give it to me. You told me not to be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Because, Father, you said vengeance was yours and that you would repay. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you what I've lived. I'm telling you. For I have seen, I have not touched, but I've tasted and I've seen with my own eyes the goodness of the Lord. I'm telling you, I've seen God do what he say. I've seen him. I've seen his word work. Try it. I challenge you that the next time an angry word comes, give a soft word. I'm telling you, I've seen this word work. It will break that person down to the ground. You don't know what to do with it. When someone is coming at you with evil words and you're coming at them with kind words, they don't know what to do. It confuses the devil because the devil is the author of confusion. But when we do the opposite, like God says, it puts out the fire. Because Proverbs says, you know, um, how we can put the fire out. But when we keep saying evil words, we just add into the fire. But if you want to put out the fire, When they're coming at you with evil, you come at them with good. And that's how God overcomes evil. That's how, because good is always going to overcome evil. You want to know how I know? Because that's what the Bible says. And God's word is true. That's what God says. And God cannot tell a lie. He's not a liar. Relationship, relationship, relationship. Spend time getting a relationship with the Father because the more time you spend with Him, the more you're gonna you're gonna love Him like He loves you, and then and, and it's gonna be easier to trust Him because it's hard to trust somebody you don't know. Remember, faith comes by hearing. I'm getting ready to get off. So when you're feeling hopeless, that's because you're faithless. No condemnation. All that means is we need to hear more concerning whatever the issue is that's causing us to feel hopeless. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things I see. I pray that we we spend time today getting um, with the Lord. Spend time with God like God spent time with you. Um, Because the fact of the matter is the breath, the very breath that I'm breathing right now, the breath that you're breathing, it comes from God. Because God, after he created man, he breathed his Zoe life into him. Genesis says he breathed his breath into him and man became a living soul. So the breath that we're breathing, the very breath that we're breathing comes from a God who we sometimes deny. How many of you know that we deny Christ, um, not just by saying I don't believe in him, but we deny him when we don't live for him. We're called to be disciples of Jesus Christ. We're called to be an ambassadors and ministers of reconciliation. And my prayer and my plea to you today is be reconciled to Christ. Because the truth of the matter is, what we're really looking for is a love relationship. We're looking for the Lord. That's exactly what we're looking for. And nothing outside of Jesus Christ can fill that empty void in our life. And we're in, we don't know who we are. And so we're acting out 
and being what the devil is telling us we are. Because as a man thinketh in his heart so easy, however you see yourself, then that's how you will value yourself. And that's how you'll treat other people. And we're so frustrated because we're trying to get people to give us things that only God can give us. We're so frustrated because we're trying to get that spouse to love us the way God loves us. And, but the spouse don't know God. Let's quit trying to put a yoke and bondage on people that they're not able to carry. People can only give you what they got. In order to change who we are, in order to change how we are, after we accept Jesus Christ, we have to renew our mind to the word of God. Be not conformed, but be ye transformed, Romans 12 and 2, by the renewing of your mind. So you would know that God's good, acceptable, and perfect will for your life. How about that? Okay, I'm going to end it here. You guys, my, my challenge for you today is not to be overcome by evil, but to overcome evil with good. In other words, do it for God. It has nothing to do with what we feel. I'm just do it for God because Jesus didn't feel like doing what he did when he went to the cross to die for us. So it has nothing to do with what we feel. Love is an action word. So if you want to show God how much you love him, then just be obedient to him. Because Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me. If Jesus is your Lord, when Jesus is your Lord, we do what he says. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? Is Jesus your Lord? Are we doing what he say or are we doing what we want? It has nothing to do with what I feel. It has nothing to do with what I want. But it has everything to do with what my father says. Because I don't know about you, but I'm going to live this life and I'm going to live it Christ-like because I'm going to do it as unto the Lord. And it has nothing to do with what I feel. I'm going to be kind to you even when you're not kind to me because God said so. And that is who my allegiance is to. Our allegiance must be to the Lord Jesus Christ. I tell people, I said, I, I pledge my allegiance to the Lord Jesus Christ that I will live for him for the rest of my life. It's a done deal. I'm convinced. I'm fully convinced that my way was the wrong way, that I don't want my way anymore. So if we want things to be different. If we want to see change in our lives, we're going to have to do something different. And if your way is not working, why not do things God's way? For there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is only leading to death. So I don't know. I'm going to end it here with a prayer saying, Father, not our will, but let your will be done. If that's your prayer, just say it. Repeat after me, Father, my Abba Father, God, Jesus, not my will. I'm going to say what Jesus said. Not our will, Father, but let your will be done. And every day we have to go to that Garden of Gethsemane. We have to crucify our flesh daily because our flesh is always like a spoiled child, always trying to get its way. It's always trying to get what it wants, but it's not about what our flesh wants because we've been crucified with Christ. Remember Hebrews tells us. I'm crucified with Christ. When Christ died, I died. Some of us need to go get rebaptized because that's what water baptism represents. That when we go under the water, that symbolizes the death of Christ. And when we come up out of the water, that symbolizes the resurrection of Christ. And a lot of us have gotten water baptized and don't even know what it means. 
But now that you know what it means, that we're crucified with Christ. When he died, we died. When he rose, we rose. And we're sitting together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, spiritually speaking. But every day we get up, our flesh gets up. But the Apostle Paul says, I crucify my flesh daily. So after I preach to others, I myself might not become a castaway. In other words, I won't end up doing what I told you not to do. But when offense comes, just because the offense comes don't mean we have to take it on. The proverb says that a fool give full vent to his emotions. In other words, a fool said, I just got I just had to tell him. I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. Please don't. Don't give him a piece of your mind unless you give him the word of God. Because life and death is in the power of the tongue and our words have power. And the truth of the matter is we're framing our world with our words. I'm getting ready to get off here. You guys, uh, my challenge to you is that when the test comes, and it will, treat them opposite to how they treat you. This is why the Lord said the first commandment is that you love the Lord thy God with all the heart, the mind, and soul. Then he goes on to say, then love your neighbor as you love yourself. Why? Because until we learn to love God, we can't love like God. I can't love my neighbor. He said, love, do, and then do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. Don't do unto others as they have done unto you. But in other words, treat people the way you want to be treated, not how they treat you because that's going off into vengeance again. When I treat you the way you treat me, that's going into vengeance. And remember, the Lord says, do you trust the Lord? He said, vengeance is mine. I'm your father. I'm going to take up for you. I'm going to watch out for you. Can you trust me to do that? After all, I'm the one, uh, before the foundations of the world, I knew you. Before, I'm the one who knitted you together in your mother's womb. You, uh, it was my ideal. How many of you know that you're a God ideal? You're here because it was God's ideal. Not because your mother and father, because the truth of the matter is, your mother and father didn't even know whether you was going to be a boy or a girl. They didn't know anything about you. God put you in the mother's womb and he, he knitted you together. And God knew you before the foundations of the world. He knew you. He knew us before the foundations of the world and he put his purpose in us and he's our Abba Father when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior if you don't know him Romans 10 9 and 10 tells us that we confess if we believe if we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is the son and we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead that we shall be saved do you believe it we can't pick and choose what we want to do just say Lord save me Jesus save me Father save me for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And what we're really looking for in this journey called life is Jesus Christ. That's what we're looking for. I know the day that I met him, it was as if I had fallen into his arms. I'm telling you, it was like I could physically feel him. It's, I fell into his arms and, and all I could say was, oh my God, you're what I've been looking for all my life. And I was like, oh, my search is over. It wasn't in a club, it wasn't in a beer, it wasn't in a man, it wasn't in acceptance of people, None. it wasn't about none of that. It was about, oh my God, Jesus, 
I met you. Now, then my journey began. I just wanted to just gobble up as much of the word as I could. My time is running out because I had to know who is this man that would do this for me. He didn't feel like it, but he did it anyway because he did it unto his father. And that's what I'm challenging you to do in word or deed. Whatever you do in word or deed, do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Even if you don't feel like being kind to your spouse, say, Lord, I'm doing it unto you. Even if you don't feel like being kind to that person that wasn't kind to you, it's like, Lord, I'm doing this because you said so. You said don't overcome, don't let evil overcome you, but overcome evil with good. And I'm, and I'm trusting in your word, Father, that vengeance is yours and you're going to cause things to work together for my good, Father. So I love you and I am called according to your purpose. I'm finna end here. You guys, you guys be so blessed. Do it for God. My challenge is do it for God. Prove your love to God by being obedient to him. Prove your love. You say you love God, prove it. Jesus said, I'll show, you show me your faith without your works and I'll show you my faith by my works. Prove it. Every day I get to prove my love to God. Every time I do what he say, I'm being like an obedient child to his mother, to his father, to his father. I'm being obedient to you, Father. I'm going to show you that I love you by my obedience to you because Jesus said, if you love me, then you'll obey me. So today, there's no condemnation because today is another day that we get to do what God's saying. Just repent from our wrong ways, Father. Forgive us for not doing what you say. And we thank you for another day that we get to do what you say. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you help us and you strengthen us because it's the Holy Spirit that even will us to even want to do the right thing. The will us to do good, the Bible says. I'm ending it here. You guys be blessed. Be so encouraged. And keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. And share this podcast with someone else if you would like to support us. It's the Cash App. It's the dollar sign, Pearly, P-A-R-L-I-E, J Martin. Or... Hit, uh, support our podcast here on my site hit uh, support if you'd like to leave a prayer request um, on my site hit it follow join the prayer room join my facebook page called pearly martin podcast this is where i'm going to be sharing my podcast too um and you guys just be so blessed and be encouraged and let's learn to i don't know about you but it's a challenge my challenge today is that you love people like god love you because when we, when we, uh, he do not, who, when we don't have love, we don't know God. But when we have love, then God abides in us, and we abide in Him. And then whatever we ask, if we, you abide in me, and my words abide in you, He said, whatever we ask, we, we'll, we'll have it. He'll do it. But I'm ending it here. Bless, bless, bless. I speak the blessings of God upon you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping us. You are a helper. Thank you, Father, for quickening us. Thank you for convicting us and convincing us. Because when you chastise those that you love, so when you're chastising us because you're loving on us, thank you for leading, guiding, and directing our footsteps and our path today, Father, for we will not lean to our own understanding. But like a child goes before his father, we'll say, Abba, Father, what do you want me to do today? What do you want me to go? What do you want me to say? I'm ending it here. You guys be blessed. Be so encouraged. Again, I'm Arthur Pearlie Martin. Thank you guys for joining in on my podcast, Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. I'm ending it here. You guys, please share it with someone.